Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. I think one of the more interesting kind of parts about baseball is kind of like hockey. It's really the only professional sport compared to basketball and football where, like, a level of fighting is, like, kind of allowed. Right. Uh, and, and I just – the first thing I thought when you said that was Miles Garrett – Right, yeah, you don't see that very often in no, football. E- even in football, you you throw a punch in football, you're almost immediately ejected. And if there was actually like a bench clearing incidents between teams, like I remember there was that, I think it was the Ravens Bengals or Steelers Bengals game where like the two teams almost fought because of dirty hits or something. Right, right, right. And like exactly, that was like a huge thing in baseball. It's like other than this year so far, like every year you're gonna have two teams come out of the dugouts and like stand there you know aggressively posturing at one another but sometimes they actually fight for, for those of that don't know who miles garrett is he actually used his helmet to beat on the backup quarterback when he played for the browns and got suspended for the rest of the season he was pounding who's the quarterback do you remember I, I don't it was no it was a number eight yeah it was a backup quarterback it was the backup quarterback for the steelers that year in any event mason yes rudolph mason very rudolph. good yeah. excellent excellent so um but in baseball you know it's been going on for a long time uh that you know, benches clear and 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 brawls happen um although as we go back through history i had a hard time finding written accounts because there's not going to be much video accounts from 1950 and earlier which is weird because you would think it would be there because it's such a big moment and like if you have a brawl in a game the story of the game is the fact that there was a brawl so so you know you know we, we read about ty cobb and going in the stands and fighting with fans and and him being a, a, a dirty right. so, you know which is why i'm player. thinking probably you don't have many stories from back then because guys just settled stuff off the field <laughs> yeah i'll see you under the stadium yeah, ty, cobb, the ty cobb doesn't need to fight you during the game he's just gonna find you afterwards and and maybe and and it's interesting now because uh that there's brawls because there's so much at stake in terms of how much players get paid compared to what they got paid. If you get injured, right, you know, and in a fight, uh, you know, on a field today, it can cost you a lot of money. Uh, whereas it, it maybe not so much. Well, yeah. And I think it also comes down to it's also a known part of the game. So as a player, you know, you can kind of do that now. Like if something happens that's severe enough and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I want to start an incident over this. You kind of can. And, and it all starts in baseball, um, right? Most of the time, I guess, with the pitcher. Yeah, I would be hard-pressed to think there are there are some, but there's not a lot of incidents that don't involve a ball thrown at a player. Well, and here's here's a good one that comes to mind right away for Met fans. It always seems the Mets are involved in these things. So in 1973, uh, Pete Rose, Charlie Hustle, is uh, on the Reds, and he slides hard into second base, breaking up a double play uh, in a playoff game against uh, uh, Bud Harrelson and his Mets, and, and a brawl ensues. Because Bud Harrelson's a little guy, and Pete Rose, who was also known for for running over Ray Fossey in the All-Star game, you know, mm-hmm. just a hard-nosed player uh, and they didn't and and for the rest of their careers, you know, they kind of had a, you know, a it, thing. Was, it was good for Harrelson to, to to sort of, you know, stand up that way because for him to fight anybody was, you know, at 150 pounds soaking wet, he, he wasn't going to win any fights. Right, exactly. And it's also a thing of like not backing down. And I think that's it's 
unfortunately you get into a weird thing of like essentially permitting baseball brawls is like this weird form of like performative masculinity where like let's all show how tough we are and we're not going to take disrespect but i think i think hockey is the same way right uh, right because when when guys square off in hockey uh and you know the referees kind of stand aside and kind of let them go at it for a little bit of time and there was a time they tried to take fighting out of the game but realized that for the players and for the fans it's it's probably right and i think you don't see you game. don't need you don't see fighting in basketball outside of the malice at the palace because right. you don't have the full it's not the same type of full contact nature you saw some brawls like i remember the knicks and the heat got into it at one point but it's much more unusual i think baseball and hockey need it specifically baseball because there is no contact except egregious contact when a ball hits a player or somebody runs into one another which aren't normal parts of the game meanwhile like in football you hit people all the time, so you really don't need to have an extracurricular right, activity right. to work out that anger. <laughs> and, and here's the other thing about baseball fights, I think, in particular, in terms of, you know, almost all of them, nobody really gets hurt in a baseball fight. No, most of the time, <laughs> they don't even really fight. Both teams just kind of come out of the dugout and stand there and, like, look. <laughs> Roll angry. on one another, maybe, you yeah, know. Yeah, maybe they, there's some light shoving, but mostly they just kind of yell at each other. It's more, it's much more unusual when they actually fight one another. Of course, um, sometimes, you know, things can go on the ground uh, that shouldn't happen, uh, like Don Zimmer uh, and Pedro Martinez, you know. I, and I always felt... A, Don Zimmer's a coach and Pedro's a player, and somehow he squares off with Don Zimmer and throws this wait, old wait, man to the ground. Which is why I never really felt bad for Pedro, because Zimmer went for oh, absolutely. Him. 100%. So like it wasn't like Pedro like what was I supposed to do? Yeah, he was he kind of just like moved out of the way and like <laughs> no, Pe- Pedro just got hammered for in the that. Press and I felt kind of the old I, I felt kind of bad for Pedro then because it was like what was he supposed to do? Just let Don Zimmer hit you him? threw Popeye to the ground. You can't do that. So <laughs> maybe he should have eaten some spinach. So um, uh, you know, and in baseball, they for so, some reason they call baseball brawls Donnie Brooks. I have never heard that. You've before. never heard that. That's that's like a it's it's an old term from Ireland expression about rowdiness and and I guess there was a town that it was known for its rowdy fairs or whatnot. And but I, I've never heard basketball called a Donnybrook or football. And again, this maybe I've never going, heard anything called. Donnybrook. Never even heard anything. Oh, that's a that's a great word. Um, and and you know there there aren't too many you know Donnie Brooks that you know are were happening like seen before 1960 it's also a really dangerous name because what it sounds like somebody's name like old Donnie Brook or it sounds like some tiny river from Ireland thinking Donnie Brasco so that's, that's something very different um and uh sometimes if you're the player and you you kind of come out to the mound right you you take an inside pitch or you get hit you know like uh Paul Wilson uh former Met uh he had quite you know quite the experience with Mr. Farnsworth he made a terrible mistake that day so for anybody that doesn't know about this incident this happened like i think like 2002 2003 yeah yeah yeah. um so farnsworth is pitching for the cubs and pete wilson uh paul paul wilson was up at bat now paul wilson was the pitcher for the cincinnati reds at this time so this is not like a position player this is another pitcher mr farnsworth throws a baseball that's a little bit too inside for paul doesn't hit him doesn't hit him just too inside for paul wilson's liking so Paul Wilson decides. He thinks about it for a second. He thinks about it. You can see him. If you go back and watch the replay, you can see him consider this course of action. That's a pretty big dude out there. Yeah, and I don't know why he decided to go through with it. So he decides to charge them out. Now, there's a couple things you need to know about Kyle Farnsworth before they, Paul Wilson and him meet about halfway between the mound and the home plate. One, Kyle Farnsworth about 6'3", 240. He might be 6'4", yeah. He was a black belt. <laughs> he was also an all-state linebacker in high school for Illinois. Now, Paul Wilson is not a little guy. But Kyle Will, but Kyle Farnsworth just 
textbook form tackles Paul Wilson. Like, it was one of the best tackles. Almost like a pile drive. Just (laughs) shoulder straight into the dude's gut, puts him on the ground, one punch to the face, brawls over. Like, it was just like, why would you have even done that? You're the pitcher. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 Farnsworth had other sort of you know run-ins you know right, like, he was, was known as this kind of a you know uh, you didn't, you didn't mess with him, yeah. and don't mess with this guy because he'll he'll come after you and he'll he'll throw punches and whatnot. Um, and another one that comes to mind and we'll, we'll bounce around with a few of these um, is uh, a, a met another met player okay, named Sean Estes. Do you remember what do you remember about Sean? I remember Estes? he was a met. So he, he was a lefty. He was a, very good. He came with the Giants and he, he played for the Mets. But he, he was he was at near the end of his career when he got to the Mets. He wasn't like the pitcher he was with the Giants when yeah, he came. He was over. he was never great, great before pitcher, that, anyhow. Um, but anyway, he um, he in the 2000 World Series, if those of us uh, that that remember that with Roger Clemens and Mike Piazza, the you know the bat breaks and Clemens throws the bat at Piazza and calls it a ball, and so the Mets don't play the Yankees again. They lose that series until 2002, and the Yankees come to. Uh, Shea Stadium still at that time. This yeah, because that was like a year Field, or two before. 2002. No, this was city. seven years before. Yeah. 2009 when City opened. And and coming to the plate is Mr. Clemens because he has to bat in yeah. the National League part. And who's on the mound? Sean Estes. And so the crowd is just giving it, you know, to Clemens and calling his name. And so what does Estes do? He tries to hit Clemens, but he misses him and he throws it behind him. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Even if FCs have hit him, it wouldn't have been that good because I think FCs topped out in like 90 miles an hour to begin with at this point. So it wasn't like he was up there throwing seeds. But but he, I think to this day, he's now like renowned for trying to hit a guy <laughs> and he missed well, it. And threw it behind weirdly, him. that happened again to the Mets because if you remember, Syndergaard got thrown out of the playoff game against the Dodgers for throwing behind the guy. <laughs> right, right. Out of the game. Out of the game. He threw behind the guy because he knew he had to throw at him but he didn't want to hit him and get thrown out of the game so he just threw behind him and the ump tossed him anyway so uh bleach report went back and looked at a few memorable brawls what surprises me is i guess you see benches clear right there's one thing to have benches clear there's a stark difference between a bench clearing incident and an actual bench players are on the field they're jawing at one another but there's not necessarily anything really going animosity isn't that happens more often than I think any kind of I, I would real say fight. the vast majority of of any benches clear you know? are just bench clearing, and that's incidents. an ESPN story the next day. Oh, the Dodgers played the Padres last night, and there was a bench bench clearing, and then right. they went back. Now, to the now a lot of it's the because there's so much stricter penalties to prevent things from like that escalating. If you get in an actual fight, there's a good chance you're going to be suspended for five to ten games. Now, I think which costs you a lot that, of money. That's a great point because I think that that you know, but but you know, thirty years ago, so here in, in 1993, Musina Hall of Famer. And, and Bill Hasselman, a catcher, uh, charged the mound against Musina uh, and then ended up resulting in an eight-minute brawl. Uh, Randy Johnson, Jay Buhner, Tina Martinez, oh God, Omar Vizquel yeah, were just wow. some of the names throwing punches in sub-skirmishes around the field. And Lou Pinella, uh, you know, basically gets ejected from the game. I'm not sure why Lou got thrown out for that. Um, and, and he made sure that home plate was covered with a thin coat of dirt before he left the stadium. And that is a very Lou Pinella thing but, to do. But here's the thing. We talked about injuries. Mariners uh, starter, Chris Basio, you might remember Chris Basio. I do not. Okay, pitch for the Brewers. Uh, and the Mariners fractured his collarbone in the ball. So, so finally, here's a guy who gets hurt in an on-the-field brawl that you know cost him some time. And I think that's also one of the difficulties of the brawl, why you don't see them escalate a lot, is because I have to imagine that's also one of those things your contract probably has clauses against. Like, if you get hurt 
in a brawl on the field. I, as the team, am oh, probably definitely. not. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get paid then. Because, sort of like falling off a horse. And, oh, we won't talk about that. Yeah, we that. won't talk about that. Um, We're playing pickup basketball. <laughs> and, and and we talked about in our, uh, I think, baseball it wasn't baseball oddballs with the, uh, the the play between Marischal and Roseboro in 1965. We didn't talk about that play. No, no, no. I think what it was, what we talked about is that wasn't there a brawl that you had mentioned to me previously outside the show, but like, like with Bill Lee? Oh. That was the Donnybrook thing? I thought yeah. you meant – I'd heard you mention that term before. Was there something with Bill no, Lee? I don't, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I talked about uh, Bill. So, so Johnny Roseboro was a uh, cashier for the Dodgers, um, and Marischal is batting at the at that plate in a game against Koufax. And so Marischal thinks that Roseboro is throwing the ball too close to his ear as he throws it back to the pitcher. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, he thinks that Roseboro was intentionally trying to hit him. And so then this ends up being a, a, a fight. But Marischal decides to use his bat and hits Roseboro over the head with his bat. Right. And that was a big deal because you, you never really saw – like you never saw guys go after each other with equipment. With a, I, I don't think I've, I've certainly never seen that. So Koufax, who's not a big guy, runs in. He's six foot two, but he's not a real heavy he's set guy. He's a slight guy. guy right, yeah. right. And he, they pry Marischal away from Roseboro. But after the catcher's standing there dripping with blood. I mean – I always – to me, the, the, the baseball brawl I always remember was – it wasn't even a major league brawl. It was a minor league one because it was the only time I saw a player impose – imply strategy. With his brawling. So guy gets hit with a pitch. Little little tiny dude gets hit with a pitch. What's the first thing he does? He's already made the decision to charge the mound. What do you think the first thing he does? Turns around and kicks the catcher over. <laughs> then charges the mound. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely genius. Because he knew, he knew in that incident. He's like, he just... You, me, me, Let me take see, care of his protection. Yeah, he, just, he just sticks his leg out, knocks the catchers over, and just sprints for the mound because he knows he's bought himself an extra couple seconds. So I guess Yankee fans will remember, so we're going to give a little equal time here, mm. um, A-Rod. In a, in, a, in a brawl in 2004, it began in the third inning. He was hit by Bronson Arroyo. And he starts. I couldn't cur- hurt that much. What's that? I couldn't hurt that much. <laughs> True story. Uh, he starts cursing at Arroyo, and then he decides to turn around and abuse Jason Varitek, the catcher. Not such a good idea. So a shoving match turns into punches, and uh, and a skirmish es- escalate into a full team on team brawl. Kevin Millar and Trot Nixon uh, throw pic- uh, punches at Yankee starting pitcher Tanya Sturz, which resulted in a bloodied ear. So we got another. Yep. You know, and the dust settled, but there were no major injuries during the stuffle, and the Red Sox won that game eleven to ten. Um, and m- mainly, so Alex isn't really fighting he's just starting start Alex is starting the I think I, I think that was even part of it is like he started that and then you see like the photos of the brawl and he's like completely on the other side Definitely. of it. like I, I didn't actually think this was gonna go this far and, and how about um how about 46 year old Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura oh so that's a bad look for a young Robin right Ventura. right right so it's 1993 August August 4th and 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 he hits uh Robin Ventura and, and Ventura thinks about taking his base and looks at Ryan and something snapped about 10 feet up the line. And so he runs didn't, at Ryan. Didn't, didn't Nolan Ryan say something to him? I thought that was always a story as Ryan said something to him. I, he said, come out here probably. And, yeah. and, and, or, or like take your base or something like don't don't slow walk so on Ventura me. runs at him hard. Right. And somehow he ends up in it. And, and Ryan headlocks him and is giving him the, you know, the, the punches underneath, which props to Robert Ventura to coming back and having a good career after that, because that would sink a lot of players. If you 
you get like beaten up by your dad essentially on the field. <laughs> That's cold blooded. Uh, and, and and obviously one of those guys went on to have a, a Hall of Fame career. Robin Ventura fell a little short. We call him an almost guy. Yeah, he's a Hall of Very Good for sure. So Armando Benitez, before he pitched for our Mets, uh, he was on the Orioles and he uh, threw at Tina Martinez. And Tina Martinez was like one of those guys who got involved in, in skirmishes, if you will, all the time. And so in, in that particular fight, the Yankees came out the, the dugout after Martinez gets hit. Uh, and Daryl Strawberry uh, is going blow to blow with three Orioles. Uh, and, and Joe Torrey uh, basically had to walk out in the field and escort Strawberry out to the locker room. He was just going to keep going at that <laughs> exactly. point. Exactly. Strawberry was a guy who liked it. And so Strawberry played for those 1986 New York Mets, obviously. And that was known as a fighting team. So you don't really see that now, the team that had reputation, because the Mets were arrogant. Um, obviously, they were very good. Uh, and they had lots of on-the-field fights. Yeah, I, I think baseball has gone out. They've definitely discouraged yeah, that yeah. type of thing. It's not a great look. Right, right. And if you go back to, uh, you know, before the Mets and the Mets, the, the brawl in Mets, and teams love to play the Mets and love to fight with the Mets, and, and they like to do it, too. By the way, the Mets did, you know, they were going into clubs and, and causing incidents uh, that season in Houston and they were just that kind of a team. The Yankee teams of the late 70s and 77 and 78, they fought more amongst themselves than they did with the other team with Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson and Munson. Uh, but even then, when you hear about a lot of these brawls, what's interesting is that there are very a lot of rivalry brawls. Rivalry, teams yeah, having yeah. in-division rivalries definitely escalates the chance of there being a brawl because you play them so often. Yeah, and, and don't you think right now that Dodgers and the Padres, what the series is two games to one for the Padres right now, the, the game four, this four game series this weekend um and and you know that looks like it's heading towards something to me but now the thing is is now because with all the warning penalties and rules now if you almost are better off just immediately going into the fight the first time something happens than letting it simmer for a few days because now warnings have been handed out now major league baseball is paying attention so if you have a fight on this fourth day everybody's eating suspension it's 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 very different um and and i you mentioned the yankee i mentioned the yankees and the Oakland A's, which we talked about winning the championship 72, 73, and also a team that just did not get along with each other. You know, so they were fighting Reggie Jackson and Dick Williams was the man. Clearly, manager. Reggie Jackson liked fighting. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I mean, he's involved with he's involved with the 72 Rays and then the, the A's and then the late 70s Yankees. Yankees. He's in a lot of the middle of that. Yeah, well, he, he's just the kind of guy who's the, I think the straw that stirred the drink was the expression that they used about Reggie or he used about himself uh, when comparing him to Munson because Munson was getting at that time sort of the accolades as the player driving the Yankees and Reggie took umbrage to that, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, 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 and obviously that one World Series game where he hit three home runs, sort of, you know, put that to rest at least for that particular time. Correct. Um, so one of the um, nastiest brawls but per uh, Bleacher Report is in 1984, the Padres and the Braves. Uh, I, I don't remember this. I do remember that Bra- the Braves starter, Pascal Perez, not for this incident, for getting lost on the way to the stadium when he was pitching for the Braves. He was driving around the stadium. He couldn't find his way into the stadium. He was the starting pitcher. That's unusual. <laughs> so, But um, the tension began in that game when and Pascal Perez hit uh, Alan Wiggins in the lower back. Um, and then the Padres starter, Ed Whitson, attempts to hit Perez uh, in his first trip to the plate. And Perez proceeds to run around with the bat to defend himself after the bench is clear, but no punches were thrown. 
Then, in the fourth inning, Perez was thrown at it again. So Whitson and the manager, uh, Dick Williams, manager of those 72, 3, and 4 uh, Oakland A's. Tells you hmm. probably a little bit permitted. Okay. Uh, and they tried to hit Perez again in the sixth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at that point, you're going to get an incident. He was unsuccessful, and he was ejected. Finally, in the eighth inning, this is the same game, Craig <laughs> Leffert drilled Perez in the elbow in a brawl. It's okay, that's enough. You okay. got to the guy you, four times. You can't try and hit this guy four times. Fans got involved. More players got ejected. Uh, and another hit batsman in the ninth inning, including Goose Gossage beating Donnie Moore, who was a pitcher. So, yeah, that sounds like a why. You don't see a lot of games like that because now it's like you you hit – if you if a guy gets hit with a pitch and there's any kind of jaw about it, immediately the umpires warn both teams. So whatever pitcher hits the next guy is getting tossed. Right, right. And and, and like you said, they, they don't want that to happen. And I don't think the players want it to happen either. And now they have an excuse to not have it happen because you get suspended, you lose money, you hurt your team, you mm-hmm. know, if you're out of lineup for five or six. But there's a there comes a point where you feel, and, and you know, you pitched, you have to defend your team. Uh, ironically, you know what's another reason why you might see less bench clearing incidents is you have to have a pitcher throw to three batters. So you can't literally just like bring in a guy for the express purpose of hitting somebody now. There's an idea. How about a tactic, right? Yeah. You need – you know – Get the, thrown out of the game, game for intentionally hitting a guy. You only got to pitch to two batters or, or one, one batter. batter. Yeah. yeah. You just, you're just like, okay, yeah, he got the guy out. Okay, just hit him. Oh, that's a, you've got a real strategic insight there. I think, <laughs> I think that's, that, that's a little dangerous. Um, so there are also some – you get more injured, right? Because we can't really find very many, you know, Chris Bosio's broken collarbone. About the only thing we found that you know a real injury as a uh, as a fight. But how about um, Cody Bellinger dislocating his shoulder on a high five? <laughs> yeah, I mean, baseball is not exactly a full contact sport. It's probably a good thing considering guys can dislocate their shoulders just high fiving each other in the dugout. And, and in 2016, Russell Martin, when he was on the Blue Jays, split his pinky after high fiving after a wild card win. <laughs> So you get more high fives or apparently they should just be high fiving each other out I, there. I in these brawls, uh, you know, they're coming up with too many. So um, I, I think you're going to see, like I said, we know you're going to see less of it now um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but I once in a while, it kind of would be fun to see an old fashioned Donnie Brook. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's something classic about it. And I think that's why you just see so many bench clearing incidents because teams can bench clear, yell at each other and then just go back. And there's a really big deal about it. I, I almost forgot to mention this. And, and this is a weird uh, uh, historical baseball uh, event. And that is uh, an off the field event between then Angels pitcher Chuck Finley and and his ex-wife, Tawny Katane. This was, was like a huge story. It was, it was, well, it, it, I remember it, it just being all over SportsCenter. It, it is because of the way it was reported right and and i think both of them who they're not married now but they're they're still you know friends and whatnot and they they talk about this incident getting, it was way overblown which because yeah, you just didn't hear one because the initial reporting was un- unfortunately that, ha-ha, a man she, got beaten right, up she, by a she woman she kicked the crap out of her husband who's a six foot four baseball t- t- she's this tiny little girl and she beat him with her shoe or something like yeah. that and, and and people at people at the time didn't realize like oh wait you know that's that's possible <laughs> and 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 so Finley had to live with the people going, oh yeah, you let your. I mean, that's because there's a macho aspect into the right, sport, right? And that's, that's the problem because, suffer. like, so, so what was the what was he supposed to do? Beat his wife up? Is that what like like? <laughs> so it's like I understand it was like a, it was a really toxic kind of story, and I'm kind of glad that it's a good thing he wasn't right-handed. Apparently, she couldn't hit right-handers; she can only hit lefties. <laughs> 
That's the other one. That's a really funny joke. So it's terrible, uh, but it's funny. It's, it's terrible. So um, we'll we'll look around and, and see uh, if there's going to be anything. I, I I would pick the Dodgers Padres as the biggest candidate for a brawl this season. I'll right now, yeah. With that right Without now. knowing anything else, I think they're the most likely ones at the moment. Though I could see the Astros getting involved with somebody at some well, point. Well, and, and that's a great point to make because they've already had their you know sort of big boo in Oakland and uh, <laughs> that that does in Oakland they're going on a full tour. How about when this they year? come and play the Yankees? Yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Especially especially if they play the, like, the, or the Yankees. Dodgers. It, well, especially if the Yankees are kind of keep sucking it up and they're not doing well by the time the Astros come to town and they don't have anything to lose. Yeah, I don't really want to see uh, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Luke Voigt coming after me, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd just say Yankees with nothing to lose would be about the scariest team in a baseball brawl. We'll, we'll watch for that. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.